Hello and welcome to the Sandro Forte podcast. Over the many years I've been running a business, I've met many, many successful people, entrepreneurs, sports stars, celebrities, and dare I say, even royalty. So what makes a person successful? Do we know what success is? And the all-important question, can we create success for ourselves? This podcast series invites a diverse group of people to share their insights, their wisdom, and the things they've learned along the way. I'm very excited today to be chatting to a very special Sandro Forte podcast guest, uh, and you'll understand the reasons why in a moment. But Juliet Barrett and her husband launched their own sports nutrition brand, Grenade, in 2010. And the success they've achieved since then is, to say the least, quite phenomenal. In 2006, they trademarked the company and began developing and testing recipes in their own kitchen, which is where we're sat today. Then, in 2010, at the tail end of the recession, while everyone else is licking their wounds, they invested all of their money into the business, leaving themselves with just £27 in the bank. That's a scare thought. Their brave investment, however, turned out to be the best one they could ever have made as they sold the majority share in 2017 for £72 million. They still employ 50 staff in their Solihull base and their products retail in 80 countries around the world. What a story this is. And I've been trying to get together with this lady for ages. And here I am with her lovely little puppy uh, sat next to me and a couple of... uh, bars, because I'm a real fan, Juliet, uh, in front of me with a, with a protein shake as well. So um, I will be plying my way through those as we're speaking. Juliet Barrett, it's so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Um, so very, very successful lady, but I know from the conversation we've had prior to this mm. little chat this morning that it hasn't always been easy. But let's just go back to that, that day when you decided to set up the company, but what would be really useful so people can associate with you and see that you're a very ordinary lady, and mm. I say that with no disrespect. <laughs> um, where did it all begin for you? Because you'd had a business or, or had some business experience before Grenade. So where did it all start? Yeah, so I had a very sort of traditional background, so school, education, um, university. Then I went into teaching because I really didn't know what I wanted to do. So it seemed to be the thing to do that if you didn't know, then just go into teaching. So I taught for sort of six years, school, six one college, went back into a school as a head of six form and then felt a bit sort of disillusioned with education and the sort of lack of aspiration of the students so I worked for the Learning and Skills Council trying to get more 14 16 year olds in vocational training so I thought that was really important someone sort of on the job training um, and then sort of worked for the DFES writing policies for schools and then I met Al in a bar very drunk one night in Birmingham um, and then sort of nine months later we were married started uh, working in his business which was a sports nutrition business and we realized very early on that we could do things better better than other brands so we're importing brands from the US everything was very generic nothing was very distinctive so we knew that we could have our own brands and it would stand out and it didn't matter what language you spoke where you were in the world you would know what it was called by the look and feel of the product hence the grenade and the grenade shaped container wow so um, I've been like I said I've been um, consuming your products part of your financial success and you're still alive which is good (laughs) well part of your (laughs) financial success Julia it's got to be down to me because I spent a fortune on your I had a bar on my way here this yeah. morning. My car's loaded up with them. So um, how, how did you get to that point where you just make a decision?
decision to run your own business? Because a lot of people have got a great idea, but they just don't know how to get started. So when did that leap of faith occur in your mind? I mean, we worked for, we had a sports distribution business, so we were selling other people's products, as I said, and we were actually working on Grenade whilst we were still doing that. Okay, right. So we're both really motivated. Money doesn't motivate us, but business does. So uh, we launched Grenade, like you said, sort of back in 2010. I was still doing exam marking in sort of 2013-14 because I didn't know whether Grenade would be a success. So we always had other sources of income. So a lot of people say, oh, you know, if you want to do it, just go for it, you know, give up your job and go for it. And there is that train of thought. But for me, it was like, right, you know, I'm sensible, I'm an adult. So I need to work really hard at making the business a success, but almost have a backup plan. God, wow, I'm, I'm sat here in awe, not just for the fact that you are such a successful lady with an amazing brand that I know very well, but the fact that you've just gone through that process. Because a lot, a lot of people, Juliet, say, oh, well, what's the worst that can happen? Mm. What, what I'm enjoying hearing mm. from you is that actually there is there was a consideration in your mind that there there was a worst case scenario and, you know, there was a lot on the line. Yeah. The fact that you had a little bit of a backup plan, which actually mm. was one of the things I was going to talk mm. to you about today, is that is it is it a good idea to have a backup plan? Yeah, I think it is. And we didn't have any sort of reservations that Grenade wouldn't be a success. And we did everything we possibly could to make it a success. So we didn't have a day off for four years. You know, we put all of our money into it and we worked really, really hard. And people, of, uh, you know, often ask, you know, why was Grenade so successful? And like one, I don't think it is successful. You know, it's just the start. And two, we did everything. Um, but, you know, it's not about having a backup plan, but we've got a real work ethic. So I wouldn't have a problem problem doing cleaning, working in a shop. You know, I'd work three, four jobs if I had to, to pay the bills. And that's just the sort of person I am. So Juliet Barrett's golden rule number one is just work really, really hard. God, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's no sort of, you know, a lot comes into it, but I do genuinely think hard work, common sense, being practical and just getting shit done Mm. really does get you a long way. So common sense. Yep. Um, would dictate that 2008 was not a good time to invest money in a business. Yep. So when everyone else is going in one direction, mm-hmm. you and your husband at the time were going in a different direction. To what extent was that about logic? or Was it just the right time it for you? It was just the right time for us. So like I said, we had a sports distribution business selling other people's products. So we knew what worked, what didn't work, what yeah. people liked. We also know that knew that there was a gap in the market. Um, maybe it would have been harder if we'd launched on commodity-based products, so like protein powders. But we launched on a, with a weight loss product. And we only ever wanted one product. And this was meant to be a hobby that we could do from wherever we were in the world. Yeah. Um, it obviously hasn't turned out like that. It turned into an obsession. But, you know, we just didn't copy what everyone else was doing we did something different and I think even if the economy is shot Mm. and it's really hard work if you've got a really brilliant idea and you stand out then you'll make a success whatever the economic climate and actually if times are tough and people haven't got that much money the one thing they do invest in is themselves because they're a bit low so they want to look good Mm. and actually going to a gym is cheap you know it's 30 40 quid a month you can go every day heating have a shower it's actually quite a cheap place to go yeah I haven't thought about that going to the gym just have a shower yeah. Yeah. Um, but but you're absolutely right. And again, the sorts of things that people don't really stop to to think about. Um, so, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, I know that it's it's easy for people to look at you now and kind of go, wow, you know, she's been really successful. Mm-hmm. But we we can never possibly achieve that level of success, whether we work hard or whether we don't. Um, but but have there been any little bumps along the way? Has it been plain sailing? Has it been straight line in an upward direction, or have there been some challenges? No, I mean every one? day is a challenge. I mean business. We always say you know it's good to make mistakes in business as long as you don't keep making them. And you know I'll be 
the first person to put my hands up and say there were things that we did that we thought were right at the time and actually in hindsight we should have waited but as a sort of entrepreneurial business when you get the opportunity you want to grab it with both hands and then you almost think about the consequences afterwards so just one example with Grenade in 2010 we did Body Power at the NEC which was a big health and fitness expo we rocked in with a tank you know there were just Alan and I on the booth we didn't have any budget for staff or athletes um, and we got the attention of the I think it was the diet and wellness bar of GNC which is a huge yeah. supplement store in the US we got an email about three weeks later saying I saw well my team saw you at Body Power I've seen your product we want you in the stores we were like yay you know we're launching in the US whereas we had no team over there we didn't know how to import products over there and you know we did it because we're motivated but we had products sat on the shelf in the US and it wasn't selling because we weren't spending anything on marketing and we ended up taking a lot of that product back and that was really a sort of turning point for the business because you know we lost not a lot of money but a lot of time and heartache and you know that could have finished us so constant readjustment and re-evaluation yeah, definitely. of your business and then you know from that we learned one there's a demand for the product in the US which was great but two you actually have to get it off the shelf so we needed to spend more on marketing and build a team over there yeah. and also maybe it gave us the heads up when we launched in other countries what we had to have in place so what advice Juliet would you give to someone of whatever age that's got a good idea mm really worried about taking the risk because yeah. you've taken that risk mm. and it was a big one wasn't yeah, it at the yeah, time it was. there was a lot on the line what advice would you give people to get them out of that that state of inertia to a place where they can kind of move in a in a forward direction at least give it a go I mean I think the climate is really good for entrepreneurs at the moment there's a lot of support out there loads of sort of business networks there's funding available you know there, there's groups where you can go and talk and, and get advice because one of the biggest problems starting your own business is you think it's just you having that problem so the first thing I'd say is to go and talk to people and make sure that you've sort of spoken to a lot of people and got as much information as you can um, the second thing is just go for it um, because you know life's short and you can always if you've got a, a qualification or you've got a career before you can always go back to it but my motto and I know it sounds a bit cheesy is I'd rather be a has-been than a never was Yeah, nice. um, and you know it does take balls to start your own business and I'd take my hat off to anyone that's willing to take that risk because you're not guaranteed that paycheck at the end of the month you know you may not be able to get a new car every year like a lot of people think they should or they deserve to get mm. you might not be able to go on holiday every year and it really does take balls loads of sacrifices yeah definitely well but it's a phenomenal journey and I think once you've got your own business you'll never be employable again but you'd never want to work for someone else and in terms of journey how does the Brummie last fare in these parts of the northwest Brummie what are you saying <laughs> well, you're, well, from, you're, from, you're from yeah well I lived there for three years okay. so we've, yeah, got, we've got a bit Birmingham in tones. I know I've, uh, I lived in Spark Hill oh okay yeah. So rough, even the Alsatians went around in pairs. But anyway, okay. <laughs> uh, but it was a great time. I have to say, one of the best parts of the country. Mm. Um, so, um, did you ever then think about failure? Was, was that? Do you do you wake up in the morning and think, oh my god, you know, gosh, what have we done? Today is, you know, it's it's doomsday or D day or, or whatever. You know, were there, I mean, are there moments I, of doubt? Yeah, I mean, I doubt myself every day. Um, and I know that sounds really stupid, but I, I, I'm terrified of failing. And I think that when you've had a business that you're so, su- not successful, because like I said, I don't think we are, but we've just got a good business and, and been lucky. Um, I do think you put a lot of pressure on yourself. And, you know, I don't necessarily need to prove myself to anybody, but I do feel I have a sort of responsibility to look after my family. And, you know, if I make a bad decision financially or sort of lifestyle, then, you know, that could have an impact on them. So, yeah, I sort of I worry about failing every day. 
Well, that, yeah, but that's nice though. Yeah. So fear of, fear of failure. Uses, I think it's good. I mean, uses I think the motivation, right? Yeah, definitely. And you do need to be slightly scared of what you do. I think a lot of people, you know, whether you're a surgeon and you're operating on people, or whether you're a lawyer and you're going into a high class, you know, law law suit or whatever, you need to be slightly scared because if you lose that, it's almost like that drive's gone and you yeah. become a bit complacent. Right. So as a as a customer of yours, yeah. long before well, we thank introduced, you for that. well, no, yeah. and th- th- that's just a coincidence. Um, and I've been using your products for ages long before I even knew of you and we were introduced by the lovely Hannah Haffield mm-hmm. um, what what did you uh, just a bit of kind of advice really mm. um, and an insight into your world how do you create connections with customers how do you create connections with people like me yeah because um, there's loads of products out yeah there, definitely but I chose yours mm. and I use it all the time but why is that? Because I don't know. I mean, we really wanted a distinctive brand. So, you know, people are bombarded with marketing images and told to do this, told to do that. And I think actually they're sick and tired of it. The one thing that was most important for us and really motivated us, it wasn't money or having a monstrous business. It was genuinely providing top class products for people to enjoy. And because it's a food brand, people, you have to have a relationship with them because they're ingesting your product. So there has to yeah. be that trust. So when we launched, we only used athletes to promote the products that genuinely love them we didn't pay anyone to promote the products at the start and they're products that we would use ourselves so it was always about being genuine and not providing people with a magic pill that would help them lose weight because obviously that doesn't exist but just providing them with something that might help and also the advice the education the support the guidance around that so my plastic hand grenades that i've got in my cupboard at home are fat burners yeah well, they might be slightly out of date now, but, um, you know. <laughs> Probably uh, I'll come to think about yeah. it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was never about a magic pill. It was always about this might help with aspects that people find hard yeah. when they're dieting, but you need to eat properly and you need to exercise. Um, so consumers don't like being lied to. Mm. And I think, you know, because we never set up Grenade for the short term, you know, a lot of brands set up now for like a couple of years and make as much money as they can and then run for the hills. Mm. That was never what motivated us. So, like I said, it was about providing great products for people that we would use ourselves. Yeah, and your packaging and your marketing, who's the creative genius there? Uh, it was a joint effort, but I was sort of head of marketing. That's it. And Go again, on, take, take you know, look, I mean, one. Al, you know, the, the other founder is quite eccentric and a lot of our personality, I know it sounds a bit weird, does come through in the product. So I don't want to scare people thinking that they're eating a little bit of Al and I when they eat a bar <laughs> or drink a shake. But, you know, there has to be that DNA in, in the product. And pe- people always had an opinion about Grenade and noticed it. And some people loved it, the majority of them, thankfully. Some people didn't like it and that's fine, but at least they noticed us. Yeah. So that was really important. Gosh. Um, so obviously you work in probably one of the most competitive environments, uh, particularly in the modern world. Mm. I mean, you go back 10, 15 years, probably less so, but today more than ever, very, very competitive market. How do you go on reinventing? And, and I suppose part B to that question, Julia, is at what point do you kind of go enough's enough? Because, you know, you've done very well. You, you couldn't be forgiven for going, do you know what? You know, I'm just going to retire, inverted commas. Yeah. Is, is that the kind of person you are? Or are you looking to go on developing this brand, this opportunity? Mm. Do you see yourself trying different things? But I'm just interested to know where you find that motivation every day to just keep yeah. going. I mean, I stepped away from day-to-day Grenade in January last year because obviously we're on our second round of private equity now and it became more about the numbers and less about the brand. And I'm a real sort of brand person. And actually the business is bigger than the two founders. Um, it was important for us that Grenade always not necessarily reinvent ourselves but refine and even though the brand is very very similar to how it was when we launched and the messages are similar and like the genuine tone is still there 
um, and we've got very, very loyal consumers back from 10 years ago. The products are cutting edge, so we're looking at constantly, you know, refining the products, the ingredients, using new sweeteners, you know, multitol, which is better on teeth, and, and like different types of chocolate and trying to in, in, in improve the taste. So we're constantly trying to get better and better. And I'm one of these people that wants to get better and better. So everything I do, I try and do the best of my ability. Um, and I think when you sit back and just think, oh, do you know what? I've got a great business. I can't be bothered anymore. That's when it fails yeah. because that love goes. So I think you constantly need to keep on your game. And like you said, it's really competitive. You know, the food space, there are loads of phenomenal entrepreneurial businesses. Um, and that keeps you on your toes. I was going to say, do you embrace competition? Oh, or does it, does it No, I think it's great. Right. I mean, like we're really open to like, you know, we've, we've got competition from sort of other protein bar brands, from the big chocolate players. But it's great because it brings more people into the category. Yeah. Um, and like people are limited by price or availability. So people, when they haven't got as much money as, as, you know, to spend on a protein bar, they might buy a cheaper protein bar. But actually then they think, do you know what? You know, I've got a better job or I've saved up a bit, so I'll try something else. So it brings people into the market. So we welcome it. I have to ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Um, there's loads of, of iconic brands. Yeah. Apple's a good example. Yeah. Didn't take Steve Jobs five minutes to no. build a fantastic business. Mm-hmm. But your your rate of growth, your success was phenomenal, really, because it was in, in a much shorter space of time than most businesses mm-hmm. would achieve the kind of success you've achieved. Was there anything in particular about your brand, your product, your business that accelerated you to a level of success that was probably beyond most people's comprehension. Is there something particular about the business? Or is it um, just right place, right time? Uh, timing definitely has something to do with it. And a lot of people say, oh, you know, my business is growing, it's all down to me. And it isn't, you know, luck comes into it, timing comes into it definitely. And actually we've created this category in mass market retail. So when we launched protein bars into, you know, main main estate, Tesco's, etc., back in 2015, there was no protein bar category. They were either put in the sports nutrition section um, and people weren't really aware of them. But we've created healthier snackings in mass market retail so we were the first to market we've constantly worked hard to um, you know to establish ourselves as that sort of go-to protein bar brands um, you know we get on really well with the retailers we work really hard with them we market a lot so consumers love the brand we cre- create the demand and we've got the availability and I think that does set you apart from someone else and actually when we launched grenade the carb killer protein bars we never wanted to have a protein bar we wanted a chocolate bar well a protein bar that tasted like a proper chocolate bar my, so like, my son has, has been introduced to Jaffa Quake so, oh, okay yeah, yeah. absolutely loves them yeah so, okay yeah so that resonates with me completely so I loved your expression earlier I'd rather um, I'd rather be a has been than a never been I think yeah, has, what you never said. was yeah. never was a big mm-hmm. problem um, so do you now look at the business and think oh if only we hadn't sold the steak when we did we could have made so much more is there are there any regrets about the business I mean I'm not one for looking back I think I mean, in hindsight, you want all of something, but we knew that when we got that investment, you know, there was just Al and I, it was almost de-risking, taking a little bit off the table so that we could press the reset button and go again. Um, And, you know, the business was completely different when GrovePoint invested in 2014. And again, you know, Lion, a big strategic private equity house, you know, they own a lot of luxury brands and they have added value. So... 
I never regret anything. We did everything for a reason and we knew what we were doing. Good, good answer. Um, now, you are not just a very talented entrepreneur, Juliet, but you also help other businesses, don't you, other entrepreneurs? So I would just like to spend some time, if I may, talking about that. Because yeah, obviously course. we can glean from all of, lots of things from that experience. So what about the work you do with other, other entrepreneurs? Yeah, so like, you know, like I said earlier, when I stepped away from Grenade last year, the brand is so important to me. And when you're growing a business, there's a point where you've sold product and you've got to a certain level. And then really to sort of get to the next level, you need to prepare professionalize a little bit build a senior management team really look at establishing the brands looking at sort of expansion globally and you know that's quite hard for entrepreneurs there may be one or two of them like in a family business to actually see because they're so involved in their own business so yeah I work with a couple of sort of SMEs you know sort of 12 to 20 million turnover at that really exciting stage of growth and because as you probably realized I'm one massively normal well slightly unnormal but you know what I mean um I love very the practical. Said, Do you mind if I swear? Yeah, well, exactly. And like you know, I'm brutally honest, really practical, very normal, down to earth. Yeah. And I just love business. And if I can sort of help other businesses get to the sort of levels of growth mm. that they deserve, then you know, it's a great position to be in. And do some of those character traits that you have that you've just mentioned, mm. Juliet, do they do, have they helped you in business? What the brutal anger, well, the yeah, impatience, well, okay. intolerance, yeah, yeah, brutal honesty. Yeah. Um, you know, an ability to see things for what it is and articulate it in that way rather than kind of find a way to yeah, you know, circumvent a process or try and avoid a confrontation. It, you know, is anger and confrontation I and think passion is, is really important. And I think if you don't care about your brand or your business, then you shouldn't be doing it. So, you know, anger isn't necessarily productive, but it is an emotion. You know, I got upset when people didn't know about the product. You get upset when people are copying you. You take it all really personally. But that's because, you know, Grenade was my baby. Yeah. You know, I put, you know, 10 years into it, you know, haven't got kids or whatever. And every day, all day that's what I was thinking about and you do take it personally um, but again you know working with these other businesses I've still got sort of ownership mentality and even though it's not my business I care about it like it is mine so um, as an entrepreneur I'm mm. sitting seeking advice from you and uh, do you have any don't kind of... eat all of those protein bars in the I'm, same no, day because you look, might be in trouble on the way say, home I might be spending a bit of time in the bathroom later <laughs> on if I do um, but I will certainly attack the protein <laughs> shake that's for sure um, and thank you for those it's very, really nice of you and, and what I love about today is the fact that this is about as authentic a podcast as you could possibly yeah. get uh, so I apologise to those listening if the sound quality isn't as good as normal but here we are sitting in your kitchen yeah the puppy's uh, somewhere and I'm just worried that she's chewing either your shoelaces no, no, or your cables or something now. or we've she's done the, we've weed the all over the floor somewhere that we just don't know <laughs> we've about we've done the shoelaces yeah, in yeah. the bag they, they, they've been uh, they've <laughs> been done so that's okay um, so if I'm sat here as an entrepreneur seeking advice are there any Juliet Barrett rules for success a mantra that, or a or a philosophy that you live by. So you've talked about hard work, yeah. you've talked about going for it, mm. you've talked about emotion and passion, mm. loving what you do, all in yeah. rather than half in. Mm. Anything else? Yeah, I mean, I'm a great believer in just getting shit done. And I think a lot of people sort of procrastinate and, oh, should I, shouldn't I, you know, but just do it. Do it. And if that's what your gut feeling is, do it. If it doesn't work out, great, you've learned from it. If it does work out, brilliant. So I don't think you, when you're growing a business, you haven't got time to 
to think about things for weeks. You've got to be quite reactive. Um, I wouldn't ever start a business if there wasn't an actual need for it. So a lot of people have these business ideas, but there's no real business there. And I would always be really honest with someone if they wanted to start their own business and I genuinely didn't think that there was a need for it. I'd ask them to sort of, you know, think about it and reassess because you never want to see someone put their heart and soul in something that yeah. doesn't work out. Um, and I also think keep it simple. Business isn't hard. It's about selling, making stuff and selling stuff, whether it be online, whether it be an actual product. But people complicate it. And actually, you know, when it comes to food, you've got to really be clear what you are because consumers, if they go into a gas station or, a, a you know, a, a shop and they want something to eat, you know, if they're vegan, they want to know it's vegan. If they want protein, they want to know it's protein. But sometimes people try and be everything to everyone and it just doesn't work. So just keep it simple. And what do you say to people who come out with the, the, the typical excuse? Yeah, I hear everything you say, Juliet, but I'm I'm too busy to get this off the ground. Oh, it's just I'm bullshit. Too busy it, to it get is. this done. You know, everyone says they're busy. Like, you know, I've got friends that say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll phone you. And then they don't. And then a week later, oh, sorry, I've been really busy. Well, you just think if it's that important yeah. to you, you make time for it. So people make time to go to the gym, to go out for a beer. So if business is that important to you, you will get it done. Um, you've got 24 hours in a day. And like one of the classic things, actually, a business that I work with, Love Raw Manav, and I know that you've sort yeah. of interviewed his wife. He was asked a question Who's about... Who's lovely. She's yeah, lovely, she the is. They're me, a yeah. fantastic yeah. business and a great couple. I love them to bits. Yeah. And um, they're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah. Um, so... I remember talking to Manav and someone asked him, oh, it's a question about how many working days are there in a week? And he said, seven. And that's so true. Yeah. You know, when you've got your own business, there are seven days. Yeah, it feels like nine for me. Yeah, but, I uh, know. Yeah, yeah. but no, I, I take that point wholeheartedly. So what's next for the company? I know you've stepped away, yeah. but, you know, it's still your baby. It always yeah. will be. Uh, you know, as soon as I walked in the door this morning, you go to the company, you start dragging out yeah. all, the, all the protein bars and the shape, for, again, for which I thank you. But what's, what's next now? for the company mm. and what's next for Juliet Barrett I mean Grenade you know still market leaders um, you know looking for more sort of mass market retail distribution in the UK and globally so it's only going to go up you know out there the CEO is a phenomenal CEO um, it's got some great sort of marketing ideas the team's brilliant it's growing now so you know it's a really exciting part for the business for me um, you know I love business and like you said I'm working with a couple of other brands I'm doing quite a lot of mentoring for like Virgin yeah you know do some sort of speaking at various events but I'm getting a bit itchy as in not that I've got a disease but um, I want to go again so do I've you? got a few ideas um, and yeah I'll, I'll do something I'm no Piers Morgan, so I'm not going to press you on mm. what those ideas are for fear of giving your... Yeah, I'm going to start a podcast. Away. Are you? No, I'm not. <laughs> you should. We could have a comedy duo. We could. Yeah, definitely. What are you, what are you implying, by the way, comedy duo? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I could be the funny Who's one. Who's the funny I was going to say? Who's the yeah. sensible one, yeah. yeah. Okay, so... Um, you've got a few irons in the fire mm. things that are going to happen um, if you were I'm just interested I want to climb into the mind of Juliet Barrett oh if God, I may God help so, you too. it's so, a dark place <laughs> so um, if you were to have a dinner party yeah. let's say in this lovely house in which yeah. you live and um, we could invite three guests mm. well, obviously I, you'd be I, there I'd be well. there of course, yeah, of course. Uh, maybe Remy would yeah. be as well yeah definitely but, um, but putting aside those two invitations because uh, because she's probably listening to this okay um, who would those people be who inspires and motivates you are there, are there people in business that you look at and think um, there's elements of them I aspire to be or are you very much your own woman and and you kind of are waiting for the invite from them yeah 
I mean, I I like people, so I'm not one of these that puts people on pedestals, and I'm certainly not one of these that would have a dinner table surrounded by women just because I think that you know we should surround ourselves by other women and whatever. I, you know, you know, I feel strongly that I'm a person that has a business. Doesn't matter whether I'm girl, boy, green, blue, black, or whatever. I think you know everyone stands a shot. But I've been lucky enough to spend some time with Sir Richard, um, and he's a phenomenal. You know, his enthusiasm and passion for the Virgin brand now is just unbelievable um so it would have to be him although like i said i have been sort of lucky enough to, to meet him but do you know what i'd just get three of my girlfriends around and we'd put our slippers on have a good chat and not talk about business oh that is a just good talk answer. about you know life and friends because when you've got your own business sometimes you don't make enough time for your friends so do you know what that's what i do that is and a the really dog could wee answer. on the floor and it would all be fine <laughs> Glass of wine and a protein yeah, bar. Yeah, definitely. And we just laugh. Yeah. Mm. So do you, you obviously keep fit. Yep. What are you saying? <laughs> no, well, look, you know, you want, I mean... I'm all right for an old one. I'm old still one. going, so that's all right. We talked about um, grandfatherhood yeah, earlier Yeah, I can't on. believe you're a granddad. I'm, I am a granddad You should go to like one of those holiday camps and entering like the sort of granddad <laughs> competitions. There must be things like that. <laughs> it's, pro, it's grenade protein bars that of keep course, me looking so yes. young. Yeah, we use you for the marketing <laughs> campaigns. <laughs> so how do people, there's going to be a lot of people listening to this Juliet who's gonna who are gonna say how do we reach out to this phenomenal woman um, not necessarily for advice but you know to find out what you're doing mm. uh, is there a website are you a so- social media freak or no not at all I mean I really rarely put anything on social media just because I don't want to live my life on it yeah. um, so you know I've got a, an email address I'm, I'm on LinkedIn and whatever else so you possibly know, people don't give us your email address because no, you might won't. end up with an um, inbox full but you know I do various different things I don't think I'm that hard to find not an stalk away obviously but um yeah i'm around okay Mm. and one of the questions that we like to ask all of Mm. our guests and uh, i'm going to ask you this question because i'm expecting a phenomenal answer um but if um let's imagine uh a young person that was looking to start their own business Mm. comes to you maybe it's one of those people you've mentored Mm. or somebody that perhaps is coming through their business as a younger person or just somebody who's got a a great idea Mm. um putting aside all the usual excuses that we hear they come to you for some advice they say juliet can you encapsulate your advice um, of all the things that you've learned, all mm. that experience over the years, the highs and the lows, the yeah. good and the bad, the mistakes, mm. the moments of reflection? If you could bottle that up, mm. what what piece of advice would you give to me if I was looking to start my own business or just go on a journey in yeah. life to achieving the most fulfilment? Um. I think you need to be clear what you want out of that business. Do you want a business that you'll get investment that you can sell in a couple of years' time? Or do you want a nice lifestyle business that's going to give you an income for sort of three to five, ten years or whatever that you can involve friends and and family with? So that's really important. I'd say true to your brand um, because as the business grows, a lot of people sort of, you know, the brand gets a bit diluted because they think that they should appeal to more people. So stay true to your brands and also follow your gut feeling. So if you think something's right, do it. If someone's making you do it and you're not comfortable with it don't do it Mm. because it's your business and inherently you know what's right for it and to people who are facing challenges and problems in their life or business right now yep well I'm just grateful to wake up every morning and you know I think I'm not one of these that thinks I'm all 
holier than now and whatever but I just think we're in a really good position in the UK at the moment there's a lot of support out there the economic climate you know it's been tough but there are opportunities for entrepreneurs so just go and give it a go if it doesn't work out and you end up going back to your other job mm. then that's fine um, but at least you've given it a go there's always reasons not to do something yeah there is there? Um, and like people always make excuses mm. but I don't genuinely think if you want to put everything into a business you can't go on holiday three times a year and get your new cars and your cars you do have to make compromises mm. and you know when we started Grenade we were down to 27 quid in the, in the company bank account I remember our line on the floor one night because we had like three mortgages because like we both had properties and you know we were we had a lot of outgoings and we'd worried about what we were doing but we knew it was the right thing to do um, and you know what if it all gone if it had all gone pear-shaped I'd have sold everything and started again well, what a good way to finish. Yes. I, that is a, a, a very, very good way of summarising everything that you are as a person mm. that's come across loud and clear today and everything I've heard about you, not just from Han- Hannah, but also from Remy and various mm. other people as well. So um, this is it's a shame, really, that this can't go on all yeah, morning because yeah. we could chat about so many different things and no doubt there's going to be lots and lots of calls to hear more from Juliet Barrett. Mm. Uh, but what I have to do for the moment, unfortunately, is to say thank you so much for joining us today uh, and for inviting me into your home. It's only about the third or fourth time I think I've done something on the site. Okay. So this is about as authentic as it's going to get. Uh, so thank you very much for Pleasure. your hospitality and uh, long may you continue to do all these amazing things, not just with Grenade, but also with whatever it else mm-hmm. is you've got uh, in the pipeline. Uh, and we'll probably come on to talk about that success at some later date. Thank you. Lovely to meet you. So that was the Sandro Forte podcast. Uh, one of my favourite ever guests, Juliet Barrett. Wasn't she absolutely amazing? Remember, every week we've got a new guest joining us. So please tune in to hear insights into achieving success or overcoming life challenges. The email address, hello at sandrospodcast.com. And two other things, please connect with me, Sandro Forte. Same on all channels, Sandro Forte, but the real Sandro Forte on Instagram because somebody stole my name. Uh, and don't forget to leave those reviews on iTunes so we know what you'd like more of in the future. Until this time next week and another fabulous guest. Bye for now.